Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Nurse Outside the Box. We're already on episode 22. And today I'm here with Evans Rosaste. I hope I'm saying it right, Evans. Is that good? Is the way I said it? Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Well, Evans, I want to introduce you first because you're a phenomenal psychiatric nurse practitioner and uh, you work at a really major academic hospital center in New York City. And of course, you have your own practice as well. And we're so excited to be to have you here on Nurse Outside the Box. It's been one of my journeys, actually. It's been so wonderful to talk with nurses who are a little bit outside of the box and who do things that a lot of people don't think that nurses do. So I would love for you to introduce yourself first a little bit and saying, what do you think makes you a little bit outside of the norm of what people normally think about nurses as a nurse outside the box? Want to explain a little bit of that to us? Yeah, sure. Um, and thanks for having me. Thanks for having me again. And uh, yeah, I would say for me, I think um, the beauty about being a nurse is uh, you have a lot of opportunity. And, uh, you know, being a nurse practitioner, you have even more opportunity and leverage. And um, for me, early in my career, uh, less than 10 months, um, I already saw an opportunity as an NP to, you know, create a private practice in New York City um, that really uh, caters to a, a, a wide range of, of different populations and, um, you know, really, you know, study the, the market to see where is the pain points and to see where I could, um, you know, leverage and um, be able to cultivate. And um, I think what makes me a little different is difference is the ability to, you know, take to always be a little vulnerable. And, but also understand that as a nurse, I mean, you have amazing skills to be able to um, um, take you through these periods of vulnerability um, and IE, like for me, um, this new journey. So, so what do you do? What do you do as a nurse practitioner right now? I'd love to get a little bit more of a clear understanding for people who are watching. What do you do right now? Right, what is right. your... Yeah, so I, I kind of wear two hats. So, um, you know, my, my main hat, so my day job, you know, I'm a consultant in, the, in a major hospital in New York City. So consult, consultant liaison psychiatrist. So what that means is I go all around the hospital and I see patients within the hospital who um, maybe are dealing with depression, anxiety, adjustment disorders, or even stuff more severe like assessing capacity or someone who is in a really dark state and may not, may um, be thinking about ways to end their life. So for, I'm kind of a liaison between, you know, the medical doctors, the neurologists, and it, it's really great because lots of um, psychiatric, psychiatric physicians are inpatient or, or outpatient. This is a really dynamic job. And then, you know, my other hat is, you know, kind of founding this, this, this private practice where um, you know, seeing patients in the outpatient setting and, um, and also, you know, rolling with the punches because I think, mm -hmm. I think psychiatry and medicine in general is um, the, the leaf is turning um, in terms of how uh, patients interact with providers. So it's been an exciting time. It's, I've been doing a lot of learning, um, both in my day job and in entrepreneurship, I would say. When you say when you say the leaf is turning, I'm curious. What? How? How? Because I think you're right. You're in a huge field, right? Mental health is huge, right? Let's let's face it. Um, yeah. How do you see the leaf turning? I'm curious. Well, I think um, the way patients interact with um, um, their healthcare provider will be forever changed because of COVID nineteen, and I think that young. Um, 
young providers who are, or providers who are, I shouldn't say young, or providers who are tech savvy are going to be able to, to cultivate a market because the way we interact with our providers will never be the same. Um, and I think we are, we are creatures of habit. And now that we, because of COVID-19, because of the isolation precautions, we have all been interacting with our different um, providers or services via telehealth or, or Zoom, um, I think that will continue. So, um, you know, originally, if you're creating a business plan, you're looking to mostly create a business plan with like just brick and mortar. But now, like, you know, you almost have to go back to the drawing board and say, how can my business be sustainable in this new market that that we're going to see yeah are you doing that currently is that something that you're working on a lot too in your own practice as well yeah. that switch yeah that switch yeah so that you know use like for example like um i'm just going to like random numbers they they rent with a thousand dollars for a space um now and um you paid maybe $200 for, for, for cards and flyers. Um, now you have to think like, um, sh I should probably be putting that money into digital space, uh, you know, and investing into a really user-friendly website, you know, Google ads. Um, what am I doing for my SEO? Because now um, most people are going to be looking online for providers. So as a, um, as a, as a nurse, um, you know, we're, we're constantly changing. We're in these dynamic environments all the time. And I think being a nurse at, at heart, it, it, I'm really used to being, being flexible and changing. So that, that skill set at, at baseline has helped me a lot, um, even, you know, as an MP and things like that. Hmm. I'm curious. I'm curious a little bit about your, um, about your history. And I'm sorry about the background. These crickets are like, ah, <laughs> they want to have their own thing. Um, but I'm curious about your background because um, nurses are still rare in, in, I mean, male nurses are still, right? Being men as, yeah. as a man in nursing is still rare. Let's face it. It's, and unfortunately, unfortunately, we have more men coming into nursing, but they're still rare. And um, psychiatric is also still a little more rare than anything else. I'm curious about your journey. How did you, because I think there's nurses out there who's like, wow, this sounds cool, right? He works at a major academic center. He's starting his own practice. He's in mental health. I want to do that too. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey? How you how you've gotten where you are? Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it is rare for male nurses, um, and then you know, even male nurse practitioners and mental health, like you're really threading the needle. But yeah, sure. Um, in my journey, so you know, I grew I grew up in uh, Brooklyn, New York, um, inner city. Um, I would say for me. Um, my mom was an LPN, so licensed practical nurse. So nursing was all, always a part of my family. But I, I, I'm always really honest with people. I was never really interested in nursing. Um, I was an athlete from young. Um, I studied kinesiology, so this, the science of human, the human body in college. Originally, um, I wanted to go into like... Um, you know, uh, be a physical education teacher was actually um, what I really wanted to do. Um, I wanted to study kinesiology and go get like a master's in physical education. Um, so for me, I had graduated from, from my um, college, New England College, small private school up in the mountains of New Hampshire. And um, when I came out, I would say, um, I started having thoughts about um, looking for um, job security, 
Um, I've, um, I wanted to still be a part of a team. Um, so my friend at the time, he um, was going to an accelerated nursing program. Um, mm. Being a little impulsive that I am, um, just it kind of worked out in my favor. I said, all right, you know, I guess I'll, you know, take some prerequisites. Maybe this nursing thing sounds good. Um, I ended up in an accelerated program at Penn State and um, it was extremely difficult, but it was too late to turn back. And <laughs> to be honest, the rest, the rest was history. Uh, my first job was um, working in um, uh, telemetry or, mm -hmm. or cardiovascular health um, inpatient. And um, I, I basically was attending to a lot of patients who were severely ill and I saw how much mental health um, impacted their stay. Um, I didn't really, the thing about mental health is I was always left um, puzzled about some of the, the nuances, the dynamics, the medications, and that curiosity, uh, I went ahead and took a job actually working per diem in a, a psychiatric um, emergency room um, in one of the more um, acute ER, psychiatric ERs in New York City. And um, the rest was history. After that, I, I went to NP school for psychiatry. And, um, and then, yeah, I kind of just literally just ran from there. It's probably one of the best decisions in my life because I, I really find enjoyment in working in mental health. Wow. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really fascinated by your story, right? So you've, you've done all these things. You became an, a nurse practitioner, a psychiatric nurse practitioner. Where do you see, we talked a little bit about the change in mental health, right? Um, where do you see it going for yourself and for nurses and especially nurse practitioners in, in the future, like 10, 20 years ahead? Where, where do you see the, the profession is going for specifically psychiatric nurse practitioners? I'm curious. Will they be more independent? Will they actually work more in, in, in places? Where do you think it's going? Um, I, I, I think um, you know, kind of like the leaf is turning, but the landscape is also changing. Um, um, I use those two terms a little interchangeably. Um, where is it going? I think um, you know, nurse, nurses will really have an opportunity to have a, a big impact in, in the healthcare system. In terms of um, nurse practitioners, um, I do think um, nurse practitioners will have will will have more autonomy um, in in state to state. You know, we saw recently in Florida, Florida um, is now independent for family nurse practitioners. I'm still kind of pushing for them to do that for psychiatric nurse practitioners. But um, I nurse nurse practitioners will have more autonomy. They'll be able to um, have more leverage. I think healthcare systems are understanding that. Um, the skill set of an NP um, and their ability to help pr provide um, opt optimal quality care while saving healthcare doctor, I mean healthcare dollars, um, and you're seeing that happen. Um, recently, I read an article where um, it was in Medscape um, where uh, a, a GI um, consult a GI um, MD group, so medical doctor group consulted with CRNAs um, it, to help uh, provide their anesthesia. So even, even, them, even, even them as the medical doctors, instead of consulting with their colleagues, they went and consulted with CRNAs because um, the quality is still there and then they're still able to um, save them healthcare dollars. So what I you know, encourage nurse practitioners to, to understand is, is their value um, when they're going to interview, when they're going to um, 
try to um, engage organizations in different conversations in as it relates to um, different benefits, um, uh, work-life balance, and just the role in general, just understanding that um, your skill set is extremely valuable. And because of the quality and also the legislation that in many states that really empower nurse practitioners, there's, there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, I totally agree. So what about you? I'm curious in terms of your own practice, right? Um, is there a specific focus you're having on your own practice? And I'm also curious, how do people get in touch with you? If they're like, wow, I really like this and I have some questions or I, I want to possibly work with you. Um, how do people get in touch with you? And then, yeah, tell us a little about your own business because I'm curious about that own practice that you're having. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so my practice, so integrative wellness psychiatry. Um, so basically, we are a mental health and wellness, uh, I like to say, um, private practice. And our populations that we cater to is, are the following um, is clients who have um, comorbid uh, substance use and uh, addiction, um, we, minority athletes, um, and um, we love millennials. But outside of that, we take care of the general, pop, the general population who have concerns with stress, anxiety, who are seeking psychotherapy, who may be looking for help with um, different symptoms like inattention, anxiety, um, stress adjustment, that where there may be a role for medication management. And um, we also do dynamic, we also do things that are a little bit more complex, like um, uh, we do ketamine for um, the treatment of treatment resistant depression. Um, and um, also, you know, we do um, sophisticated tailored outpatient treatments for clients who have um, substance use disorders who are trying to avoid constantly going inpatient. So um, I would say that, yeah, we do some really innovating and um, complex um, treatments and modalities as it relates to our clients. And uh, yeah, those are kind of our focus groups. Early on, we're getting a lot of reach outreach from millennials. Uh, I think uh, part of that is, um, you know, we, we do a really good a good job in terms of streamlining the intake process, um, having um, the ability for our clients to text us like between appointments, um, having a really clean like um, telehealth platform and uh, millennials like that because we're, we're, we're always on our phones. We're always, um, you know, engaging with different people um, via technology. So that is so, yeah. So, yeah. What is your, uh, what's the way for people to get in touch with you? Because I love that. And I, I can see how to totally, yeah, money is would be totally on top of that. So I love that. How can people get in touch with you? Website, um, LinkedIn, so, what's a good way? Um, either LinkedIn or uh, a great way would, would be um, um, info at um, iwpsych.com. Uh, it would be a great way to shoot me an email. Um, and yeah, I mean, our, our website is, is still under construction. It's going to be a beautiful product, I would say. So um, we'll probably give it another like four weeks, but, I, but in the interim, yeah, if anyone has questions or wants to touch bases, just yeah, any of the two. Beautiful. And we'll put the links down below so people can see it. And please guys, if you're listening to this and um, comment, share. There's somebody who needs to hear this. There's somebody who could also use the services that Evans provide, right? Um, or another nurse who actually could also maybe have some questions too. That would be wonderful as well. So please share these comments, right? Do all the things because we want to share more. We want to connect more. So. 
Yeah. Um, we're going to finish up. I'm, I'm, I could talk for a long time, but um, yeah, I want to keep this interview short so people can, can get the most important part of it. If, if a nurse is watching right now and they're saying, wow, this sounds so interesting. Um, I want to do something today. What, what is a tip that you could give them today? What could they do today to either um, improve themselves or improve their careers or improve where, where they want to go? Any kind of tips you have for, for somebody who's watching right now? Um, I would say um, some tips that I, I have is number one, um, try to get a mentor uh, that, um, that that mentor is, is doing things that you, that you can see yourself doing. So that mentor um, is maybe in a role where you would love to be in that role. Um, because I think the power of mentor, mentorship is, is really, it's, it's, words can't explain how, how um, valuable that experience can be. Um, I would also say is, um, you know, for nurses, I would say, you know, you know, feel the fear. I mean, there is some fear that, that comes with, um, um, you know, branching out or um, doing something that's, that's cultivating, right? Um, but, but feel the fear or face the fear and, and, do, it, and do it anyway. Um, like I think you know fear and um, and judgment and feeling like you know we're, we're stepping outside the box outside the status quo could could create a lot of anxiety right because um, things things could really get um, scrappy when it's outside of um, status quo in terms of status quo in terms of um, um, being able to um, manipulate that environment so if you're gonna if you're stepping out and you're going to an entrepreneurship or you're stepping out and you're saying that okay i'm going to um you know go to mp school um only at, you know after like two years of um being a bedside rn or you're going to i don't know create this um conscious service just know that some of that is going to come with um uh, some anxiety but i think if, if nurses are willing to take it step by step understand that it's a process have patience Understand that fear is a is a normal emotion, but you know, create a a, a network of support. I, I I would say my tip is that as a, as a nurse, the the opportunities are are endless in terms of what you can do. I love that. Feel the fear. I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> Feel the fear and go with it anyway. I, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Thanks so much, Evan, for being on Nurse Outside the Box. Um, it's invaluable what you brought to us and especially for other psychiatric nurse practitioners and people who just want to feel better, right? And and feel better in their lives as well. So thank you so much. Again, anybody who's here on this call right now, please, uh, please comment, please share. And uh, yeah, again, thanks so much and we'll see each other again. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right, bye now. You're so welcome. Bye.